0: Welcome everybody to Fergana Freak. My name is the Glorious League Freak. This is episode 199 of the podcast, and I am talking to Sandy, who is a brand new rugby league fan, who is from Canada, that is currently living in Leeds, who is a massive Toronto Wolfpan Wolfpack fan, but more importantly, she's a fan of the Penrith Panthers. Hello, Sandy.
1: Hi, how are you? Good evening.
0: Pretty good. Yeah, we're on completely different time zones, so this will be yeah. interesting. And we got a little <laughs> bit of a delay, so we'll try and work through that too. But um, first of all, how did you first hear about rugby league? And what did, did you obviously would have thought rugby is rugby, right?
1: Yes. Rugby was rugby in my world. Um, So the way I found about Rugby League, even though I was living in in England at this time, it was never a sport that grabbed my attention. The way I found out about Rugby League was I was in a meeting and um, I had a few people text message me and, and try to ring me. And I'm thinking, why is everyone trying to call me? I don't understand. And somebody said, have you heard that there's a Toronto team in England playing Rugby League? And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? What do you mean a Canadian team in, in England? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I looked Eventually, I looked into it, and, yeah, there was going to be a Toronto team based in England. Um, as a huge sports fan, I've always grown up watching hockey, you know, baseball, you know, so they all knew I'd be really excited about this sport, and I had no idea what it was. Like I said, rugby was rugby. It kind of a, reminded me of, like, American football, but I had no um idea about the rules or how it's actually played um and then eventually i went to a game um when i when you've got three kids you don't have much time to do anything so eventually (laughs) i did get to go to a game and i just fell in love with it it was so fast Um, it was it it reminds me of hockey everything i love about hockey is what i love about rugby league and the fact that even though it's on on obviously our fourth year i still don't know all the rules but you know what i absolutely adore it the sport and i would die if it ever stopped i
0: love it yeah that's awesome so okay so what are your what is your hockey team in canada because we've got weirdly heaps and heaps of listeners in canada like we actually have more listeners in north america than we do in england so um so who's your <laughs> canadian uh hockey team I've, it's got to be a canadian yeah. one right
1: yeah so it's Toronto. Maple Leafs so I'm originally from Toronto grew up in downtown Toronto in Little Portugal um so Toronto Maple Leafs are my team so we definitely are a fan base that that has a lot of disappointment in our in our um, sporting history so the last time they won a Stanley Cup was when England won the World Cup so that was quite a few years ago
0: yeah and uh so you would have gone off your head when the the Raptors won last year in the NBA then
1: yeah, I mean, my my kids here, we all woke up in the middle of the night to watch the game. But I was so angry because I remember when Toronto came up with a competition to name the basketball t- team. I was in school and the whole city, the, the, the Sun newspaper came up with this competition to name this team. And at the time, Jurassic Park was the, the <laughs> hit movie. So obviously that's where the Raptors idea came from so I being there and remembering it so well how the team came about to be in England not to be able, able to be there but what annoyed me is that I had British friends who were in Toronto to go watch the Wolfpack and they were in the middle of this my friend Gary was like look at me I'm in the middle of, of the parade I'm like I hate you and, mm-hmm. the, and the Wolfpack players were all there as well so it seems that like everyone got to celebrate Right, apart from me so uh, we had our own party here but it was not the same but it was fantastic yeah
0: yeah it was it was awesome i uh I'm a massive basketball fan, so I kind of watched the whole thing and um especially with that bounce, did you we was watching when you got the bounce yes. to get into the finals? That was crazy. <sighs>
1: that oh my god, I've I've never seen like we were watching it obviously here in England and we screamed and my kids were still asleep, some of them <laughs> so I'm thinking, Oh my god, have I just woken them up? It was incredible. That will be a moment that will like in. Other sports, there's always those moments like when Gaz O'Brien kicked the ball and we won against the Rhinos the first time. So those moments will just be always in our minds. And yes, Kawhi's not with us, but what he gave us will is priceless in many, many ways.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. So, okay, so the, it it's kind of weird because the Toronto Wolfpack as a rugby league team didn't exist like five years ago. And for them to be... Like, even if you had have said three years ago that they'd been Super League, there would have been people who would have said, oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's a bit of a pipe dream. But they did make it. They spent a lot of money to get there. Um, and they. But the problem is that it's probably been the very worst year that they probably could have entered the competition. But they're probably going to get a reprieve from relegation because... Of the of obviously COVID, which is good. I think the Rugby Football League had to do that. Um, it would have been really unfair if anybody had been relegated at any level um, this year. But do, do you think that the way that they've been building their team towards being a stable f- f- Super League team? Do you think it's going to change because of the COVID situation? Um. It, yeah.
1: It's it's, it's it, the thing is, strong Wolfpack are very unlucky in a way that they're they've not been able to get any support from the canadian government or the uk government so they're like in the ocean in the middle like there's no um support and you know in a way to have someone like david argyle who generally has a passion for growing the sport you know you you, you need that um to have bob hunter who's got an amazing um sporting history in terms of what he's done to grow sport in 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 canada to have him in the team is is another kind of you you have a confidence in in what toronto are about and what they want to do next um i do think toronto plays an important part in growing the sports you know what we've done by having sunny bill and other big names linked to the team has definitely grown the profile of the sports, especially north america you need that in order you know north american sport is, is geography so Inundated with so many sports teams that to try, you needed to have that big name. And yes, it was an investment, and that's what it was. Sunny, but it was an investment to grow it. And and people are aware of Toronto Wolfpack and are aware of Super League because of what we've done. We are not the answer though to the the sporting problem. We just feel we can contribute positively to the sports. And um, and I think we have done that. You know, Toronto didn't have a hundred years to get to Super League. You know, we have we, we live in a fast paced world, and we have to quickly invest if that's what we wanted to do. Because you North know, Americans are used to top level sports, and to have you know a new team just playing at a smaller pace, you know, it, it wouldn't attract the same attention if we don't play with the top level because that's what we're used to um obviously Ottawa are going to be slightly different because they've already got the Toronto doing that high profile um, attraction Ottawa can can do a different approach they can do it slowly they want to have it more Canadian players so it gives a good balance um but yeah it's very, very unfortunate and you know when we have amazing players like Maddie Russell and Gaz O'Brien re-signing for Toronto it really gives you the confidence that they believe that what we are trying to do is a positive thing you know they they had interest from other other clubs but they chose to still stick with Toronto and I think it says a lot about the potential that Toronto have in actually growing the sport in North America
0: yeah 100% and it's something that I mean I think that the Pack and, and once you get Ottawa in there, and I think Ottawa will, will only be... The, I think it'll take them a little longer, as you say, but I think they'll be there within five years or so. We've got the team that wants to get in from New York, which I think they'll fast-track them pretty quickly. Um, it'll give Super League that North American base that it can build upon, and maybe then look towards bringing in some of the uh, uh, United States Rugby League teams are already established and things like that, because... Super League really does need to spread its wings a little bit and get some more cities involved. I've been saying for years that we need cities involved. And so having Toronto yeah. into the competition is fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I mean, I was asked last year on, on a, a show based in Warrington about – uh, you know, what do what do I think? Or what do Canadians think about some of the not-so-big cities in Super League? Like, you know, how how do you feel about playing in Wakefield or Huddersfield that might not be classed as a, a big city, for example, like Leeds? And I said, you know what? We don't care where we play. You know, we're there to see the game. Now, in, in North America, obviously, the, the, because the, the model is different, the teams are in big cities, you know? Mm. So you have... The economical side there, you know, Toronto, Boston, New York, they're huge cities, you know, L.A. So over here, rugby league just doesn't work that way, you know, it's just how it works. So, you know, Toronto Toronto fans would not care if you're playing against Wakefield. Wakefield is is a place we'll go play. If that's what the team is. That's where we play. We care about the teams that we're playing against. You know, it's the actual sport in itself. You know, we're not going to discriminate – against where they're based yes i think sport does better when it's in a bigger city because obviously that's generally where the money is um but i don't think it's going to deter me from going to go watch them as 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 a rugby league fan as such
0: now as you've been learning about rugby league and you're sort of Try, trying uh, to trying yeah. to <laughs> i'm gonna even going to give you the hardest quiz ever about the rules just now um no that as you've been learning about rugby league and you'll learn about the different like uh which teams don't like each other, you know, why they don't like each other. And I always think that over in England, it's always funny. It, like, it seems like it's more fun with the way that they don't like one another over there. For some reason, it just seems funnier to me. Um, are, are there, is there anybody in Super League that you really want to beat for whatever reason? Or is there anyone that yeah, like you, you don't like as a Super League club, anything like that?
1: It's interesting because I'm I'm you know I've always based my I've always asked people exactly that question you know why why don't you know people like Leeds Rhinos for example whatever and I I don't actually have one I mean I've there are certain places in championship I would not want to go to again cuz I didn't have the nice experience um but in terms of sporting thing I think I would love to beat um Wigan I think that's the one team because I think, um, you know, we could have done it. It was just the last eight minutes would have been. And they've got some nice pies as well. So I would love to go back and <laughs> try some Wigan pie because um, I was doing a pie tour. But obviously that that got cut because obviously I can't go to any more games. But I was actually trying a pie at every Super League round to see who mm-hmm. makes the best pie. Um, but unfortunately, that had to ground to a halt. So Wigan, I would say.
0: I would bet that you have been to way more Super League grounds than I've been to. I've been to, let me think. I went to the grand final and I went to the semi final. I, I, in fact, when I think about it, I only went to Hult, uh, Hull and Old Trafford because when, really? yeah, when I was over there, yeah, I was over there in two thousand and six, uh, and my team made the semi final. The semi final while I was over there, and then uh, went to the grand final as well and got absolutely tanked at the semi final. Can hardly remember it.
1: Yeah, I went to my first Grand Final last year. So um, last year, I was nominated as um, one of Rugby League's top superfans last year Mm -hmm. by Betfred. So they invited me and the other finalists to the Grand Final. And it was my first ever Grand Final. I guess it was also Salford. um, We're in there. And it was a great story following Salford, just as you know, obviously, because they're not a big funded club. And there was a lot of you know, people underestimated how well they were going to do. So I really enjoyed um, following them just from outside. And it was great. I absolutely loved the grand final. So I would love to have gone again if it was going to be on. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I think Headingley is in a beautiful stadium. I have really, really enjoyed going there. The facilities are amazing. Um, It was cool because when Toronto Wolfpack played against the Rhinos this year, it was actually my 40th birthday, so I ended up having a party there. So even though the score wasn't great, I had such a bad time. Um, Leeds people were very, very welcoming and very nice. But no, I've I've really enjoyed it. Everyone's generally been really nice to to, to our small group of fans here, and we really do appreciate it.
0: And there's a really good community over there as well like that i like the way that they kind of get together before games and you know have a beer at the pubs or wherever the local hangout is and then go to the games that's pretty cool how they've got that sort of culture over there isn't it
1: yeah it's it's definitely um i think i guess old school that's how they used to do it before but lampor lamport is actually um, everybody wants to go to Lamport Stadium to, to try the beer garden. You know, people that have gone to Toronto to watch the games just love the party atmosphere. It truly is a party from the minute you get there, you know, and throughout the game. And then two hours after the beer garden is still open and people are just, rel- you know, they're chilling out with players and, and fans from both sides. It really is a, a party house and people love Love it it's it's one of those places that you have to be there to understand how different it is to the way that the british do it um you know i've obviously been to games here and people just go to the games and they just watch and they shout things that sometimes are unrepeatable <laughs> and um and then they kind of go home after that where in, in north america when you go to sport it generally is a, a an event a whole day it's an event when you go to Lamport, it is an event it's not just the game and that's what I'm really proud of of what Toronto have achieved is teach is kind of showing people that there's more to rugby league than just the game it's the whole thing before and after
0: yeah and it was really cool that like the crowds they were getting over there even last year were like they were legit crowds for anywhere in the world like there are NRL teams that play in front of less fans than than what Toronto got to some of those games
1: yeah, I mean Toronto fans are huge sports fans. I say, I mean, I think there's sports in our DNA just as the minute we're born. It's just we love sports, especially when it's high impact like obviously rugby league. And it's taking time because Toronto is one of the world's biggest sporting um, cities. There's so many professional sports teams in one city that represent the whole city. So if you look at London in soccer, you have you know Arsenal, Tottenham. We have different teams within the city of London that represents different groups now Toronto have got professional sports team that represent the entire city so that's quite unique I think they've got about seven or eight I've lost count so that's quite unique so for rugby league to grow the way it has organically and with the media and obviously sunny bills really hype the the interest I mean they've done a great achievement and I was very lucky that as a self-employed person i got myself to go to toronto for the final so i flew in on the friday and flew out on the monday to be there for the million pound game and that was a historic game not only from an attendance point of view but the atmosphere obviously the win, and the, the the attendance you know we had over twelve thousand, which is above the legal limit so it was fantastic in so many ways
0: yeah it's it was it was a real amazing event and it's uh it's just incredible because a lot of people in rugby league, and I don't know if you've you've seen this yourself, but they seem a bit like they'll say rugby league, it's the greatest sport in the world. And then you say to them, okay, let's show the world. And they'll be like, oh yeah, but really it's just north, northern England. And I don't know if that's going to work. And sometimes they can be a little bit pessimistic, but I think the Toronto Wolfpack have really shown if you do it correctly, People really do get involved and they love it. And as you say, it's it's not a flash in a pan. It's been organic and it has been proper Toronto people. It's not been like just all expats and everything. It's been people that, you know, are Canadians that are going to these games.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, the one thing I've always found difficult to try to understand is why people are so um, negative about the sport. They say they love the sport. They're, 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 they're happy to say I'm the biggest um, rugby fan or I've been, you know, I love the sport. But they are the first to criticize it in public. And I'm like, why not try it? I mean, I always try. Let's look at the glass half full and let's see how we can make it better. Let's try to be more, you know, bring your friends to the game. You know, there's so many Toronto fans who've been there from, you know, who've been following um, Toronto's since the day one they've been bringing work colleagues along who've never been you know they've been really trying to bring new people to the game and if you look at the demographics of rugby league fans here in the UK I'm not sure about Australia because obviously there's only cardboard cutouts at the moment (laughs) well I I know there's a mix now but if you look at the demographics when I go to the games here they're very much more towards the older generation obviously there are some young people I'd like to consider myself as still young but you know they they are more towards the older generation and if you go to toronto it's like kids it's like you know 20 year olds 30 year olds older people it really is a mix and i just think that i would love to see more positivity from fans to try to help promote the sport and that's where my frustration comes it's like there's okay you can criticize no sport is perfect in the world nhl you know nba no sporting organization is perfect Perfect, but I feel as a fan, we should try to do our utmost to to bring some positivity into the 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 atmosphere, the environment that we go to, to get other people to come along because it generally is a good sport to to, to watch, especially live. But negativity does not bring does not attract people, in my view.
0: Yeah, look, I agree one hundred percent. there's also sometimes you run into gatekeeping as well, and it's and it's like oh and you you will have faced this i know you will faced this where people will go oh yeah but you know how long have you really been a footy fan for and i was there back in the good old days and it turns out the good old days wasn't that long ago for them either but um like i'm always of the opinion of like try and promote it to everyone you can and just be like look Just see what you think about it, and if you just give them an opportunity to see what's going on, they're most likely to say, "Wow, this is pretty crazy." What I'm watching on field, tell me more about it, you know. And and I agree, there's a lot of negativity about the sport sometimes from people, as you say, that say they love the sport. And I I for one, I've never understood it myself, but um, but yeah, it's sometimes people are weird like that. I guess it happens in other sports. I know it happens with UFC a little bit. Um, there's some sports that just I don't know their fan bases just get negative towards expanding it for some reason. It's it's really weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, we still get comments saying Tron don't belong here. You know, you don't belong here. You know what? What do you know? And I've never hidden the fact that I'm new to the sport. You know, my Twitter feed is all about things that I'm learning. You know, it is literally a journey of not knowing. What the kick is called to, whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? So, and I think I'm trying to tell people look, look, I'm new there. I'm trying to look at the sport differently to you because I don't have the history that you, but it's okay. There's no, you know, his, history had to start at some point and my history started four years ago. And, you know, I think having new people can only be a good thing you know yeah. when these current fans they all die because guess what we're all going to die if you really love a sport bring in you know uh, embrace new people embrace the younger generation you know i think the problem in the uk is that because sport has always you know rugby league has always been a community thing which i i'll tell you i love that element of it's been the center of communities because when you grow up in a big city like toronto It's very, we don't have that, you know, so I really love love that element of it's our community. That's why I don't want to be merged with that team because it's our community. I love that side. But then again, you have to understand that sport is now a business and it's trying to get the balance of running the club and the team as a business where you can convince new investors to invest in the team to grow and having the balance where you're still um communicating and linking yourself to the to the community it's trying to get the right balance but the lot of the older generation don't accept that because it's different
0: yeah and i see different
1: is a good thing it's just trying to be transparent on it and unfortunately rugby league from what i'm understanding transparency isn't one of their fortes (laughs) from what (laughs) i'm I'm gathering
0: (laughs) You know, all you do when people give you grief, you just say, look, your team's been around for 120 yeah. plus years and Sonny Williams could buy it with what we're paying him. So yeah. don't, don't worry about what they're saying to you. And
1: like I said, no Toronto fan and no one in Toronto has ever said we are the answer to the rugby league problems. All we have ever said is we feel we can contribute in a positive manner to grow the sport. And we generally still believe that.
0: Mm, yeah. And, and I think that, look, I I've said before, I think that the two most important teams in super league right now are the Catalan dragons and the Toronto Wolfpack because it's teams like those that are the future of super league. And anybody that doesn't understand the impact that having international teams on, 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 the teams that have been around for 120 years, like that's the way that the league needs to go. Even if you yeah. keep those old teams, I don't mind keeping the old teams, but there has to be that expansion because yeah. there's no competition in the world that wants to pay millions of dollars towards players that is still based in little towns. You know, it just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, and it's, and what I've said is, give me, I'm going to give you this scenario. There are over 300 300- million people in North America. If we can convince one percent of those three million plus people to watch, just one percent or even half a percent Mm. watching rugby league, watching Super League or whatever, or NRL, even for that, how is that a negative?
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: no one can ever give me a reason. That is the thing is when I ask a question and I it's a genuine question. It's not to say you're wrong or anything, but I'm just trying to understand if we can get a half a percent of North American population to watch rugby league, whether through streaming or whatever way, how is that a negative? And not one person has ever given me an answer that actually really justifies it being a negative, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And it's. I, I think that maybe there's part of certain fan bases that they think – if another team has something and grows something that it takes away from their team. And I don't think they understand that like if the Toronto Wolfpack are an outrageous success and then Ottawa come in and they're an outrageous success and New York comes in and they're an outrageous success, their own team is going to go from having the sponsor being the local plumbing company to a a national company that wants exposure in North America you know, yeah. and I think that people don't understand that side of the game enough. And that's one thing that we've tried to talk about on the podcast. And and because we've talked a lot about the NRL, I think NRL fans get it a little bit more. But but I've found that there's some parts of the English fan base that they just don't really understand that part of the sport. Um, and I think it's because it's so community-based. It's sort mm-hmm. of there's still that mentality of like, well, you grow these things. Like I grow my local, you know, a, a grade team down the road. You've got to build it up with your community. And it's just, when you get to a professional level, you've got to go beyond that sort of thing. But,
1: but for me, it's, it's about the future generation. You know, people saying we, we're not growing enough. You know, we, we don't have enough young kids getting into this sport. Now, if you're a 14-year-old and you see someone like Toronto, Ottawa, New York playing Super League, you're like, you know what, I want to, I want to, I, there is an interest I said, you know what, I might actually want to play rugby league because I might actually be able to go to Toronto or New York and play a game. You know, it's 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 such an inspiring thing for kids to to look up to. It says, you know what, imagine if I can become a professional rugby league player and play in a city like New York or Toronto. You know, in, as opposed to, no offense to some of these places, Wakefield or Huddersfield. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. it's, a, it's about inspiring where kids can play in, 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 in the future. But also by having big names in Super League with them like Sonny Bill and other players who are coming into, either from the NRL or um, the one who's joined Catalan, you know, these players will want to make other players stay because from what I gather, everybody's moving over to NRL because that's where the big names are sometimes. You know, whether whether they play really well in NRL is another question, but they go there because something's attracting them to go there. And sometimes to play against some of the big names is quite cool to say, Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna be training against Sunny Bill or I'm gonna be mm-hmm. playing against Sunny Bill. You know, big names are what sells and what convinces the new generation to to want to carry on the sports, you know, like football, you have the Ronaldos, you got Messi. Those are the names that inspire the younger generation to want to play football. You yeah. know, and why can't we have it in rugby league? What is the problem with that? I really do not understand. Yeah. And I just I, think we have to do something now to get the new generation to have an interest in the sports.
0: Yeah. 100%. 100%. And I, I think that, uh, you know, getting, getting a I'd, and it's something I think that English people don't really understand because it, it is a very different culture to, um, to to say North America or Australia, where they, they kind of want to stay in their hometowns and and they want to play for their hometowns and stuff. Whereas I think that that say between North America and Australia, we sort of aspire to play for the city or the big team or you know the the glamour club or whatever it is and so I think there's that that clash of styles and like there's nothing wrong with either one it's just I prefer the one where you go and play for the big city and in the bright lights and play for the Toronto Wolfpack quite honestly.
1: Um, uh, like I said you know when Gaz O'Brien for example you know he had other offers to play for other teams but for him to say, I still want to play for Toronto. I think it says a lot about the potential. He's he's played for, you know, he has seen Lamport. He has seen the fans. He has seen the potential. Now, how encouraging is that? But actually, there's something good in this. I mean, it says a lot. You know, it's not about money. It was actually, he wants to be part of growing the sport in a new market. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes that's what players want. You know, it's it's not just about money sometimes.
0: Now... You talked a little bit about Australian rugby league. You must have only uh, like I, I actually saw you on Twitter saying, "Hmm, what NRL team should I go for?" Yes. And now I don't want to take all the credit for your going for the Panthers because I know it had a lot to do with the colours of the jerseys, quite honestly. But well, but I'm, I'm still going to accept all of the credit for you going for Panthers, <laughs> even though I think I stepped in after you made your choice. Um, what were your thoughts when you started to watch the Australian the NRL and how did it compare to Super League and was were there differences that you saw yourself that surprised you or were they very similar what was your what was your thoughts on that well-
1: so I'll rewind to how I got into NRL in the first place. Um, so at this point, there was no sport at all. And I, like I said before, I'm a huge sports fan. Sport is my life. And so if, if I could work in sport, I think I would. If, if I could find a job, um, I, you know, I breathe in and live sport, especially when it's live. And I then read on Twitter that the NRL was starting. In May, I'm like, oh, my God, some live sport. But then I realized I know nothing about the NRL. I mean, nothing, apart from some of the Wolfpack players play there. I mean, that's as far as I knew about teams and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, well, I'm going to start learning about the NRL. So I contacted fans from every single team, and I said, um, I'm new to this to NRL. Tell me what games I should watch from your team. Like, what are your team's best Um, games and I got over a 100 recommendations and I watched them all some of them were full games some of them were the um, extended highlights but I watched every single one of them because I thought surely I'll be able to pick one team that I really like I even did TikTok so I went on TikTok and I started doing duets with rugby league players from the NRL to see if there's anything that would really grab my attention in terms of which you know sometimes the player will be the one that Attracts you to a team. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we do that. And yet I still could not find it. So I then, on the day before the NRL started, I go, oh, you know, screw it. I'm just going to go for my favorite color, a color I can wear because it's slimming color. So I chose black. So I went through all the teams that had black and I thought, right, well, who has the slickest logo that I would wear? And that was the Panthers. So that's how I picked it. As you can see, it's very scientific. <laughs> You know, uh, and yeah, so I literally knew nothing about the team before.
0: That's awesome. So what did you think when you, you first saw your N- first NRL game?
1: I thought it was on fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought, wow, if I was not able to follow the sports in Super League, because it was slightly slower, there's no way I'm going to be able to follow the sport in the NRL. So, and the thing is, and this is why I love rugby league, I'm absolutely having an awesome time watching the sport, the NRL, and yet I've got no idea what's going on, especially now there's this rule change, the sixth rule change that they've had, where it's even faster than the games I was watching before during lockdown. I'm loving it. The adrenaline of watching the games and watching the teams, kind of like, you can see who's the fastest players. You can because it's starting to split where you can't, you can see the players have got the more adrenaline in them and because it is fast, it's just, you know, yeah, it's, sorry, as you can see, I'm quite excited. It's just so much more fun. I really love the changes since the lockdown games that I've seen to the new yep. ones. Yep. It's definitely been just super, super fast and great.
0: Now, is there anything you've thought about the NRL that you don't quite understand that you'd like to ask me? Because I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm an expert. Hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's on my just, Twitter. It's on my Twitter and everything. It says I, I'm an expert.
1: The one thing I love is the. there's two things that I, I've i not seen here in the, in the UK game is the captain's challenge mm-hmm. and the listening to the ref explain why decision has gone through it. But what I don't understand is when can you use the the captain's um, the captain's challenge? Because it doesn't. I, I can't s- figure out the because there was one to do with manly a few weeks ago. And I'm thinking why didn't he use it? Is there something? You, is there a reason why you can and cannot use it?
0: Well, it's like you know the the coaches challenge in the NBA where if you use it but you get it wrong, you lose it. So it's, yeah. it's like that. So you only get. If you use it and you get the wrong decision, it it goes against you. You've lost it for the rest of the game. So that's one reason why it might not have been used. But then you've got to do the captain's challenge within 10 seconds of certain sorts of decisions. Uh So you can't do it for a forward pass, for instance. Um, But you could do it for, say, a knock-on or if you... Knocked the ball over the dead ball line, but the referee said, you know, the, the the referee said the opposition didn't knock it over the dead ball line, but you know that they did. You could challenge for something like that, um, but it's it's got to be for ones it like so you you just can't do forward passes because it's it's just too hard to do with the video and all that sort of thing because the angles are wrong, um, and it has mm. to be within ten ten seconds. I'm trying to think of anything any situations they don't they specifically say you can't use it in but you can use it in most things it's pretty it's pretty good like that
1: no I've really I mean I I was speaking to um I was having a chat with Eloise so she's um Darcy Lussick's partner and I said I'm loving this new six rule challenge I've got no idea what it is but it seems to be really good yeah (laughs) Explaining to me what it was like. Ah, I see. Yeah. And, I, and then once she told me, I thought, oh, that's clearly what I was watching, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just said to her, it's faster, but I don't know what the change is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I couldn't visualize what the change was until she told me. It's like, ah, right, I get it. But how how have um how how have you felt that the NRL have managed the fans coming in? Because I've I've been very vocal about say the YouTube. UK government's views on what is allowed and what you're not allowed to do in terms of the releasing of the lockdown. Mm-hmm. How have the NRL managed, do you think that they've done a good job in terms of trying to manage new crowds coming in?
0: Yeah, I, I do. I think they've they've taken a softly, softly approach and it's worked so far. Um, we've seen a couple of games where in, in different places you can have more people than other places. Mm-hmm. Um but I think the way that they've done it has been fantastic, where the first couple of times they allowed fans to turn up, it was like 250 um, season ticket holders, and they'd pick them out. I think they were picking like the people that had been season ticket holders for the most number of years for the clubs, and then they've just allowed more and more as the time goes on. Um, mm. I have a feeling they we might go back to no fans pretty soon because COVID okay. over here is starting to flare up pretty bad mm-hmm. again. So mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like it's going to go back. But I think the way that the NRL's managed it, it I, I can't fault it at all because they've really made sure that they didn't go all out early on and cause a problem. Um, and, and in Australia, was, we, the problem we have in Australia is that because not many of us got COVID-19, mm-hmm. most of us still can get COVID-19. And yeah. And so it doesn't take much to flare it right back up again. And we're seeing that in Victoria right now down yeah. the south. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the NRL's has done a good job. But I do think that we could, in the coming weeks, see them play in front of empty stadiums again and then restart uh, in terms of bringing just a few fans back mm. here and there.
1: So does that mean my cardboard cutout will last a bit longer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good question. I know that they they said they were going to take them down at round nine. I hope now,
1: so because I want I want to be there.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, I want to be there because I can't fly there. So yeah. I got my cutout because I want to be at a Panthers game.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like. I, I, if they allow fans back fully later on, I might have to take a cardboard cutout of you to the game. That would be pretty <laughs> funny. But, um, yeah, I, like they said, they were going to take them to the team stadiums. So the Panthers haven't played at home yet. Um, But, yeah, because I, I was going to do... I didn't get a cardboard cutout. I was going to do my League Freak logo as the cutout. And by the time I thought, oh, yeah, I'll do it now, I realised there was only a couple of weeks left for them to be up. But I'm hoping that they do put them just somewhere in the stadium because, um, you know, it's not doing any harm. It's not like the seats are being filled, you know.
1: No. It's, um, I, you know, what I've loved about the whole NRL is I've met some amazing um, rugby league fans in Australia on social media, and they've been really helpful. And, I mean, one Panthers fan, RJ, I mean, he's amazing. He's, he got me, as a welcome gift, a signed jersey jersey panthers jersey which i which it will arrive tomorrow so i oh, can't well. wait so it's just everyone's been so welcoming and really generally wanting to help me understand and you know introduce me to to new things or new video clips for me to learn about and I've, I've i've really enjoyed how they've embraced someone new and it's really nice to have this open arms approach to really wanting to help a new fan and there's other new fans as well so that that that's been great yeah, so well, I can't wear my well, jersey tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be cool. You'll have to put a picture of it up when you get it. That'll be awesome to see. Um, yeah, look, I think you picked a pretty cool team in terms of the fan base. Like, Panthers fans are pretty chill. There's You'll probably notice that there's some NRL fans that are a little bit uh, crazy, to put it mildly. So, But Panthers <laughs> fans aren't like that. We're not like – I'm probably the most arrogant – out amongst their Panthers fans, and I'm not too bad when it comes to the Panthers anyway. It's more other stuff. But um but yeah, it's it, it's not a bad fan base to be fair and um and our merch is just the best. I mean our jerseys just look amazing.
1: It's yeah, I mean one thing I, I've really struggled with rugby league as a sport is the jerseys. I just find because um, obviously North America, if you look at North American sports, um they're very non- commercial as in they don't have that much advertising on them it's just there's yeah. none it's just, just the team logo and the name and and therefore i find them to be more wearable mm-hmm. um yep. one thing that's really shocked me was how much advertising rugby league jerseys have got both in nrl and super league and some of them are like walking billboards it's like how do people wear them i just i find them you know i just it's just not my style and that's why i don't have that many jerseys actually because you know i've got baseball and i've got other other north american sports but i don't generally tend to wear rugby league because it's too too advertising in my head um so yeah so panthers seems to be a good balance and also the wolfpack ones are really balanced it's it's got enough there that you you, you can tell it's a rugby league shirt but it's not too much and i think panthers are quite okay they're not you know it's not because some of the nrl teams are really advertising it's just too yeah. much. Um it's in your um and yeah so it's it's I'm still getting used to it. The style of of what I don't like about NRL Yeah there's no names on Jersey. I struggle to know who's got what
0: <laughs> at yeah, least
1: it's- <laughs> you know it's the one thing I really struggle. So watching the Super League uh well watching Toronto I've been learning about players and positions based on the players like the Wolfpack. Yeah. So if someone's trying to explain to me, they cannot explain to me just by telling me this is what this player does. They'll go, he's doing an Andy Akers or he's like a Gaz O'Brien or right. he's like an, um, you know, a Sidlow. If people explain to me that way, I'll understand what they do. Cause I, I pay attention to how they play or what that position does but if you tell me he's a number eight or whatever, that means nothing to me. You know, it's very much. So watching the NRL is like, where is he? Like, who? Well, who well, like where? I can't find him now. It's like, it just is too chaotic that way. So it's going to be a while before I know about the Panthers players. Apart from last last weekend game, I think everyone knows who our superstar is going to be soon. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know, he, it was an incredible game. You know, not a bad uh, debut game. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for new fans not to have the names on jerseys. And I don't know. Why don't they do that in Australia? Because it's marketing. You can sell more jerseys by having a player's name, surely. Does not, it not work that way?
0: Well, I, I think what it comes from, I have a feeling that, say, in the UK, it's kind of a soccer thing where a player gets their number and then they get their name on the back of it. So you'll get like, say, uh, say League Freak is number three, and that's yeah. just what it is, you know. Yeah. And I think they carried that over into rugby league over there, where you have your squad number that you, is generally related to your position that you play, but it's mm-hmm. still your number for the whole season. Whereas over here, we it, we never really had that. So you kind of had to earn your number. You had to earn okay. that. You had to earn that fullback jersey. You had to earn that you know, hooker jersey, the forward jersey. And mm-hmm. that was yours as long as you kept playing well, but it, it the number doesn't belong to you. That you know, if somebody below you starts playing better than you, you'll lose it. And I think it's just a, a part of the culture over here that we don't have the squad number sort of thing. And yeah. because to like to me when I see the Super League players that, you know, uh you know, one of them will decide they want to wear number one and they're not a fullback to, to me it's just like how dare he I, like it offends me because mm-hmm. it's just a different sort of culture like i i agree with you it definitely helps with um with marketing and stuff like that but i think the thing we probably have gone for us over here that if you wear a south sydney jersey and it's got a number one on the back mm. it, people eat people either they know that you are a South fan, and you are probably either a Greg Inglis fan or a Latrell Mitchell fan, and, and there's that is attached to it just by knowing the players a little bit more. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I I can see your point of view. I can even see your point of view with the the uh, the jerseys haven't looking like bloody billboards. Like I'm the same as you. That sometimes I'll look at the jerseys and I'll be like. Man, I'm not buying that. I don't want to have have some lawyer's name across my chest while I'm wearing a Blues jersey. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah,
1: and it's. I mean, the the weird thing is when I'm when I'm talking to some fans on 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 like Zoom while I'm watching a game. Some of the players from other teams that I recognize are because I've done a TikTok with them. So (laughs) I know Toby because I've done a duet with him on TikTok, and that's how I know him. So there's. I've been trying. I find ways of trying to recognize players because I can't do it during the game because it's too fast. <laughs> so yeah. so I I've, I've kind of attached myself to some players in terms of having an interest in a particular game because I know that player from a TikTok that I've done or something. I know it sounds silly and and some people don't like TikTok and and whatever, but I've had to find ways of getting to learn about the sport and sometimes doing it in a different way is how you gain interest.
0: Look, I, I'm a Houston Um, Rockets fan. I'm a Houston Rockets fan, right? And the way I become a Houston Rockets fan is, when I was young people started trading basketball cards and I had no interest in it and I thought I could make some money off of selling some of these cards to them so I got a <laughs> pack of cards right and yeah. my first pack of cards had a bunch of Rockets players on and it had this player called Hakeem Olajuwon and I looked at all their stats and I was like wow look at the stats this guy has it's so far ahead of everyone and he's been my favorite player ever since I've been a die-in-the-wool Rockets fan I've watched all of their games like I'm a I'm a massive Rockets fan. So you're right. You start somewhere, and it doesn't matter where you start from. It's what you end up being. And, and like, you're obviously – I mean, you obviously love the sport. It's cool to hear. Oh, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Sorry, it fell out just a bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, so, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, for example, there's a player in um, – um, oh my god! I hope I get the right team in Warriors. Lee is it Lee?
0: In the Warriors. Is it Lee?
1: Is it? He's he's dark skinned.
0: Um.
1: So his cousin plays in the NBA. Is it Lee? Oh, E.
0: L-E- I'm he, trying he to got think.
1: It. But when I was doing some research,
0: yeah,
1: his cousin plays in the NBA.
0: Okay, who's his he, cousin?
1: Uh, oh my god. I can't remember, but I, he's—I I don't want to sound—he's got black skin. I don't know how to. He, no, it's,
0: it's all right. He, um, he
1: plays on the um, edge. He's how do you? What are those players? See, this is how much I know about the players. He plays at the edge. He's right at the end. He's—he plays like a Liam K. He's what do you call those players? Right at the yeah.
0: end. The wingers.
1: That's winger. He's a winger. <laughs> he's
0: okay, let's, let's have a look. Really at the w- he's really
1: like tall. He's like six foot five or something. He seems huge.
0: For the New Zealand yeah. Warriors.
1: I think so. I'm sure it's them.
0: It's not Edric Lee, is it?
1: Yeah, him. Yeah, his yeah. cousin.
0: He, yeah, he plays for and the uh, plays Newcastle in, Knights.
1: Yeah. Oh, Newcastle Knights. Sorry, Newcastle yeah. Knights. It's, it's all right. Knights. That's... I, I, Sorry for the listeners. I didn't mean to offend anybody by my comments or anything. I just didn't know how to explain. No, <laughs> but no, yeah, his like, cousin his cousin plays for the NBA.
0: Yeah,
1: and he's... I thought that was pretty cool. So now I yeah. watch him yeah. when when they play because of that association to something yeah. I'm more familiar with.
0: Do you have, when you watch the Panthers like so you'd pick up on Kickout because of his hairstyle at the moment, which stands yes. out like a mile. <laughs> That and the fact that he's, like, a giant Fijian dude as well. Um, Yes. So, he probably stands out. Um, What other players? What about, um, uh, like, Nathan Cleary? Uh, What do you think about Nathan Cleary? Yes,
1: well, I, see, I first, because like I said, before the whole thing, before the NRL um, started off again, Mm -hmm. I knew of him because of TikTok. And I know that's got him in trouble. (laughs) Yes. So... I didn't know how good he was. I didn't really understand how much of an important player he was, you know. And I'm still, and that's why I've I've really enjoyed talking to Panthers fans. They really have embraced me as part of a new fan. Because they send me direct messages and say, "Look, are you watching the game? You know, is there anything you want me to tell you?" It's it's really been. A, a, a lovely experience of trying to learn about players, and um, it'll probably be another few weeks before I can understand what they all do in terms of their role in the team. But some players just stand out, like Clear. He just stands out just because of some of the amazing things he has done since he's been back. Mm-hmm um but yeah it's just been a great journey and i really hope one day i can go to australia maybe in a couple of years and i'll be able to actually be there for a game
0: it would be very cool the the cool thing about the panthers stadium is it's right across the the ground from the panthers leagues club which is like a massive social club um it's like a it's like a massive social club that's mixed in with a casino it's kind of a little oh, cool. bit cool
1: yeah. <laughs> i'm saving up then <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's, a, there's like a, there's about a 1000 slot machines in there and oh. it's yeah it's pretty cool but one
1: but one thing i've learned about the the panthers which um somebody actually not a panthers fan told me is that the panthers are very got a very good um league where they develop players they've got a very good de- um, player development where we yeah. seem to develop players that do really well in the NRL whether they play for the Panthers or not so i'm trying to learn about that side of of the club of the of the team is how they how are they so why are they so su- successful in developing new generation of players
0: yeah well like they've because of where they're based like they're based in in western sydney and they've got the they've got just a giant catchment area first of all it's a big catchment area for sydney um it's probably it'll be bigger than any other club that's based in sydney and there's just so many um junior teams and so and the junior teams just all feed up to the next level to the next level and eventually it all feeds up into the panthers itself so uh and yeah they do they produce more I they produce more rugby talent in that um in that one area than I think anywhere else in the world, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's kind of amazing. Like you could probably run two teams out of the area and they'd still be all right. Um, They, they produce a lot of players for a lot of other clubs as well. Um, So yeah, it's just, and it's something that has just organically grown over the, the number of decades um Mm. and yeah they they really are so we're like unlike say the sydney roosters who by the way you've got to learn to hate um the the roosters i've
1: been told i have to (laughs) yeah
0: yeah you gotta you gotta hate the roosters with a passion um so they they are a team that don't actually have a, a junior development league like panthers have um in eastern suburbs and so they have to buy in a lot of their the top junior talent and and they tend to buy in players but um yeah so and it, it's like there's not too many teams like that a lot of a lot of teams tend to develop their talent, but there are some that have to go that way of, instead of having a giant junior base, you sort of try and, you know, sign the most talented juniors you can from other junior bases yeah. and and put your your junior teams together like that, who yeah. eventually one day hope come into first grade and end up being stars for your and, team, you know?
1: And, and and that's what, you know, one thing people criticise later like on Wolfpack is that you don't have any Canadian players, you don't have this. And I'm thinking, well, we've got to start somewhere. And yeah. because, like I said, the North American League and the way – Um, professional sports you know the the recruits normally happen in college and universities you know that's how you kind of go through the 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 ranks within a professional sports team now because obviously Toronto don't have all these years and rugby league isn't really a a, a mainstream sport there's no way we can recruit um at top level you know Canadian players but what Toronto have done and people don't realize is that they've done a lot within the community they are really trying to um get the rugby league into the, the the younger generation. So they've partnered up with um, local rugby league clubs in, in, in parts of Ontario um, where they, they've they had players, you know, Ricky and others have gone and, and, and visited, you know, these mini league, league you know, they're like six, seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds. Yep. And, you know, you have to start somewhere. So it'll probably be about 10 years before we actually have – Obviously we've got Quinn at the moment who obviously is is, is a unique, you know, he he's he has got some union experience and, and there's history there. But to really grab a new generation of kids to to then become professional it's gonna take time. And and some fans don't wanna give us time. They, they they expect that Toronto will have this a magical wand and create all these players and getting NFL ex players or you know, players who've never really made it through it doesn't work that way Mm -hmm. there was one tv show where they um um, i think it was in australia and it was about the um recruitment of a um the new cycle of recruitment for nrl players and they had an um a a guy who played an uh, uh, american football in college and he tried to play rugby league and he struggled so it's Mm -hmm. not easy to convert an ex CFL or NFL player, or someone who's played American football into rugby league, because it is, it is different, it will t- take time. And that's all we ask people is give us time because we are trying. We're, we're trying to engage with the community. We're trying to get rugby league in schools. It's going to take time, but you can only do that if you have a successful professional team there that you can look up to and say, do you know what? We actually want to be part of that.
0: Yeah, exactly, and it's it's interesting that you bring up the uh, gridiron plays, the CFL plays, and and former NFL plays because like I think that it would be, have to be a real specific situation. Like I've always thought that you might be able to get a linebacker that, and they'd have to have such good cardio for an, a, a gridiron play because gridiron players don't need to have cardio. But maybe you could get like a linebacker who might be able to play as a front rower, but like up front you know um but there's not many other situations because they they uh, first of all the endurance kills them and that the the second thing is that they don't have the uh the just the defensive instincts that they've been Mm -hmm. brought up with completely different defensive instincts their entire sporting life than a, Mm -hmm. a rugby league player needs to have and look we we've seen People that have played rugby league their entire lives been made to look stupid by other professional rugby league players. To mm. to think that somebody's going to come in just because they played a sport and and be able to do, you know, better than that is I think some people underestimate how difficult that would be for a, a gridiron player in particular.
1: Yeah, and 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 if you look at how um say American football, you know, somebody did a a, a research um study at a university, I don't know, it was recent-ish, and they said that they studied something like a thousand NFL games, and they dis- they actually calculated the full amount of actual play was like 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, they actually played 15 minutes, and I don't think... Why would anyone think that an NFL... I'm not saying they can't, but it's, it'll take a lot of training and a lot of a lot of work to be able to even be at a level where they can play and contribute positively to the team. Yeah. And it's like I said the endurance one thing I've noticed with the the new rule and it's one of my concerns about introducing it to Super League at this point in time considering we're still in lockdown in terms of rugby league mm-hmm. is you can tell some of the players are really struggling to keep up constantly playing and they're Mm. in the NRL. You know, there it's really starting to drift where you can see the players who've got more endurance than others. And you can tell it's starting to split some teams up where some players can still carry on playing and others are kind of following falling behind. Mm -hmm. And that's where some teams are not winning because they just can't all keep up at the same pace. And I think where Super League is is slightly slow. It is slower. It's not got the same fast pace. Mm-hmm. I think it's even it's going to be too much to introduce this new rule where it's going to require more endurance from players when at the moment they're still struggling as it is and they've not had proper training. Like you know, not, some teams have not even gone back into training yet, and yet they're meant to start on August the second. So player welfare will come into question. Like how good is this going to be? And I'm not yeah. an expert expert I'm just talking about from a fan point of view is these are just genuine questions of is it actually going to help maybe next year where people have had proper training and so on yeah introduce it and 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 get people to it but introducing it now I don't know I really can't see it being a positive thing it works for the NRL but you've had the build-up and you've had you do have the, the better players in some extent, you know what I mean? So maybe it was easy to influence, but even there you see there's a split between players who can keep up and players who can't. And like I yeah. said, I'm not an expert, but this is just a visual thing I've
0: noticed. No, no, you, you've, you've nailed it. And I think the other thing was, too, the break that we had over here probably ended just before players were going to fall off of a cliff in terms of their, their endurance, their fitness. Um, and so we got back just in time, I think. And, but you can, you can see, and one of the things that I had a concern of when they brought the rule in before the games had even been played again was that if you get one team that's just getting on a bit of a roll, they can grind the other team into nothing and just run away with it. And as you say, they like the other team gets so tired, there's nothing they can really do at that point. Um, one of the things that we do try and and promote over here, though, is pl- teams getting tired towards the end of the game. Because in the past we had unlimited interchange. So you, you know how the current interchange rules work where you can have eight yeah. changes in a game. Well, vaguely, uh,
1: vaguely, I know.
0: That's <laughs> all right. So what we used to have uh, in in the year 2000 was unlimited interchange. So you could have four players on the bench. They could run on and off the field as much as you wanted. And mm. we found that it just ended up not – Producing good football because everyone was still fresh at the end of the game, and so they were still able to make the tackles and and things like that, and it would become a bit of a defensive slog um, and, and so we try and play the game over here with the balance so that towards the end of the game the the bigger players tend to uh, start to tire a little bit, and the idea is that some of the smaller more skillful players are going to sort of take over the game at that point and do something amazing to win the game. Yeah. But it doesn't always work out that way. And sometimes you go into half time and one team looks absolutely stuffed already. And mm. you know that it's going to be an absolute blowout scoreline because of it. So it's a real, yeah. it's a delicate balance. But I agree with you. I think in Super League, it could lead to some really, really big scorelines. And I don't think that's a good thing for Super League overall.
1: No, I just think that it won't be a good look to convince new investors. You know, one thing that was my concern was that obviously when we were in the million pound game and we were losing at halftime, being a Canadian who now lives in the UK and kind of I'm pretty lucky that I can see both perspectives. You You know, I grew up in North America. You know, I'm very familiar with the way things are done there. And then obviously now I live here, so I've been learning a lot. And when you have games where it's one-sided, it's not really convincing to mm-hmm. investors that they it's, it's worth investing because it's too one-sided. Yeah. And if we're trying to get new investors and we're we're showing people that actually teams are winning way you know there's no close games or it's just not producing the quality of the sport, it's going to be hard to bring new people to the sport where they can actually invest because there's no competition. And, um, and I'm always keen on, you know, what can we do? Let's, that's why I say why rugby league fans are so negative. It's not going to increase more investment because why would you want to put millions into um, a sports team when all you're going to get is a you know? Yeah, um, yeah. It's not really um, a sellable feature. Um, I just try to switch off when I'm at the games and just forget about some of the things i'm hearing and just concentrate on the sports but not everyone is a sports crazy person like i am so i'm able to kind of turn it all off and just enjoy the sport some people get distracted by what's around them and it puts them off you know and it's 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 trying to say, you know work with the teams don't always expect the teams to do all of the marketing and all the you know advertising you know you as a fan have a responsibility to get new people to the game as well you know why do people just say it's up to the team to do everything you know the team should be doing this no actually as a fan your role i believe is to encourage new people to come along whether it's work colleagues i mean i've got friends who i got friends who are work colleagues and they're union fans but i brought them to some wolfpack games and you know what they'll be coming to other ones as well they might not be a league fan but bringing new people into the sport, whether it's for one game or a few games, it can only add to the, our whole sporting environment.
0: Yeah, I oh, agree. And the, one of the other funny things, too, is that you'll get people that, like you'd just like to sit them down. Or like we'll say that somebody's giving you grief at a game because you're a Toronto fan and they're not supposed to be in the league and all this stuff. But if you sat them down and you said, hey, this person in and you and – Have so much in common. You love the same sport. You love that you are both here today. It's important enough to be here today. Why are you giving them grief about it? You know, and I don't think people understand how off-putting it can be sometimes.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, like over here, I'm very lucky. I'm quite. I engage a lot with the expat community here, and um, you know, like I was saying to you before, there isn't. If you don't live, if you Live in London, there's a lot going on to bring people together that are from the same community. So, obviously, being from Canada, there's 80,000 Canadians who live in the UK now, obviously, all over the world, you know, obviously Scotland and Ireland, but there's about 80,000. So, I do as much as I can to bring people together at the rugby games because, like I said, if you live in London, there's always something happening where you can get Canadians together. But if you live outside of London, like Leeds, Manchester, you know, Newcastle, there's Not much going on. So, what I've started to do is using the Facebook groups that we are all part of. Say, look, I'm going to this game. It's a Toronto team. You don't have to come and just watch the game. Come and hang around with some of us. And that's what I've been doing. So, I've been bringing expats with me to the games because it's kind of becoming a get together for us. At some point, you know, some games are more popular because it's easy to get to um like Wigan it was on a Thursday so we didn't have that many but then we've had at Leeds we had you know 25 so it it, it does change but that's okay I don't expect everyone to come to every game but it's just nice to have a point for us to get together but what I've been doing just that point about welcoming you know people welcoming is there's a Canadian coffee chain here in the UK, called Timmy's, well, Tim Hortons, and we call them Timmy's as a nickname, (laughs) and whenever there is a game that is nearby a coffee shop, or I drive through, there is, um, I go and buy some donuts called some Timbits, so it's little balls that are donuts, and I'll bring a box or two, or some of my ex-pat friends who are nearer to one will buy it, and we share them among rugby league fans so oh. I'll say would you like one and it's like what is this says, this is a taste of Canada at the rugby game and so people kind of start to see that I was and it was just a genuine I wasn't sponsored by them it was a genuine you know give us a chance we, we, want, we want to be here let's start a conversation because sometimes they wouldn't want to have a conversation with us so I thought by bringing some donuts, you know, my friend Jenny, you know, and and Ian, you know, they they they've got Timmys that are close, so they'll bring them to the game if I if it's too far away from me. And so collectively, we kind of we're bringing our donuts to the games and kind of engaging with fans. So it's. It's it, it's become a little bit of a um, a thing now, but it's 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 been great. And like I said, I just want to meet other rugby league fans to listen to their stories. I generally have met some amazing rugby league fans here in the UK where I could just listen to them all day about some of the things that they've experienced. And I just want to be able to be part of that following the Wolfpack or whatever team, the Panthers. You know, I just want to be part of that because I generally love the sports.
0: That's awesome. As, you, well,
1: as as you can tell. Yeah, I do love donuts. So any excuse
0: to buy donuts, I'll awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Donuts and rugby league, man, I'd be in. If I wasn't a rugby league fan, I'd be like, yeah, these donuts are bloody fantastic. I'll, I'll go wherever you want me to do I'd, I'd stand in the middle of a slaughterhouse and I'd be like, yeah, these donuts are fucking good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Carbs. Love carbs. Anything oh, with carbs. <laughs>
0: why are carbs so good? It's like, oh, all the yeah. carbs. <laughs> um, well look, thank you for coming on. Well, I'll get you on again in the future. And what we should do cool. is we, we should have a we should do an episode with me, you and Andrew where you can ask us any question you've ever had about rugby league and we'll try to answer it like that in the would whole be super cool. Uh,
1: yeah, I do uh, have one question before you finish, yeah. which I will never get. Yeah. Why do some people and, and this is where when I speak to some of the ballpark players it confuses me especially when ashton sims used to say it you guys say footy and then some say rugby and that really really confuses me why why are there two words for the same thing is okay. surely rugby? you even said it you even said it they yeah. play some good footy i'm like surely it's good rugby
0: okay <laughs> so, so, so basically uh, okay how would i explain this okay so <laughs> Basically, you know, if you... You're went...
1: all awkward, that's what it is. Australians are <laughs> awkward, is
0: it? <laughs> We're all just dickheads, is what it comes down to. No. um. So, basically, it, so, say you went to Dallas and you said, take me to the football, right? They'd take you to a Cowboys game, okay? Yeah. If you went to uh to Barcelona and said, take me to the football, they'd take you to see a Barcelona play, right? Yeah. A Barcelona FC. um. So basically, what it comes down to is just what colloquially the the people in the area end up calling football is the most popular code of football, I guess, that is in that area. So in in the north of England, you have obviously rugby league is the the well, yeah. I mean, soccer is as well, but. So, so in in the north of England, rugby. If you go in north of England, and say I'm going to the rugby, they'll think you're going to the rugby league, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you went down to London and said I'm going to the rugby, they think you're going to rugby union.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. But
1: you were talking about the same sport, though. Like, yeah. do
0: you? So, yeah. so the sport is called rugby league, right? Yes. And so what I, I've heard it called – in Sydney, we'll call it sometimes league, um, okay. but we'll mostly just call it footy. You know, I'm going to the footy, uh, the football's on TV, that sort of thing. It's it's kind of like – I don't know. A, I guess a slang term for it, I guess, is one way to put it.
1: Because so, I, I didn't realize you used the word soccer.
0: Well <laughs> – this this, don't
1: tell me there's another one where footy can either mean soccer or football and then you got soccer and it's like oh my god (laughs) thank god i'm living i'll be lost completely
0: (laughs) how how about this one right how about this one my entire life growing up the round ball football right was called soccer like you would i think you'd have that in north america yeah
1: yeah, soccer,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's called soccer. I don't need some idiots telling me it's called football. It's called soccer. So about 10 years ago, over here in Australia, all of the people that were involved in soccer decided they didn't like to be called soccer. They wanted to be called football, right? So they yeah. started branding everything as football. So soccer over here is officially called football. And they get very angry if you call it soccer, right? Right. But, and here's the weird thing, the national team is called the Socceroos. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. And so, but then, right, on top of all of this, Aussie rules football, which is, have you seen Aussie rules football?
1: No, but everyone said I need to watch that.
0: Okay, now, it's a bludger of a game. You don't need to watch it. It's crap, right? But they call it football. So over here, yeah, so we've got...
1: There's an identity crisis in Australia, I think. I think that's the issue. There's an identity crisis.
0: (laughs) It's all all very, very simple, right? If you want to go to the football, you've got three different choices. (laughs) It makes no sense. So it's
1: like... So what you're saying is that when I go to Australia, if someone ever invites me to a football match or go to the footy, I'm basically playing um, roulette. I don't yes. know where I'm going to. Okay. Yes. Great. Keep the adventure. It'll keep my trip to Australia a lot more adventurous.
0: <laughs> It'll be good. It'll be good.
1: Um, well, that is so cool, but so confusing.
0: It, it is confusing. It's ridiculous. There's because no. It makes
1: sense to you guys somehow. <laughs> we,
0: we some we somehow make it, we somehow make it work. I don't know how, but we do. But basically, if you're in Queensland, in New South Wales, and you say, "How good was the footy last night?" You're probably talking about rugby league.
1: Right. I'm gonna get a map of all this.
0: Yeah, it's all right. I
1: actually had to. I had to make mm. because I was trying to figure out geographically where everybody was. Yeah. And I was trying to understand why some teams hate the other. It took me fi- over five hours to create a map of where all the teams are. Oh, and really? then I realized that Sydney, it's like the M62 in England. There's like, like a big stream of just, it's like you can just fly, you can just kind of follow all the teams in Sydney. They just seem to have a straight-ish line as well. So it was very interesting learning geographically where teams are yeah it took me forever to get it done i had to ask a couple of fans to ch- cross check my my positioning of where i put teams in and then they're like see there's two teams where they play in two grounds yes. that was really confusing i'm like <laughs> who does that who plays in two completely different stadiums
0: how it makes about no sense. how about the fact that south sydney is in the east of sydney Sorry, the South... The the, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, right?
1: Yeah.
0: They are based in the east of Sydney. They're not based in the south of Sydney. And the West...
1: Yes, I noticed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the West Tigers, they do all of their training about 60 kilometres east of what I would call the western suburbs. See,
1: I thought West Tigers was west of Australia.
0: No, That's no, what no, no.
1: any normal person might think. West, you know. Yeah. But then I'm, like, doing this map going, oh, it's, in, it's nowhere near West at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and then <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it's, it's fun. Oh, man, I'm going to have so much fun. I'm going to teach you all the Australian Rugby League stuff. Like, the, like, I'll
1: do another episode. It was so much fun. I'll, I'll get my list of questions because it will be, like, the the length of the M62 here in England probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, do you, you just, uh, and it doesn't matter how. If you're like, if you think, man, this is a really weird question. You just got to ask it, all right? Cause
1: yeah, I, there, I'll have a lot of weird questions. <laughs>
0: yeah, excellent, excellent. Because there's, uh, there's some really weird stuff. There's like some. I really, love this
1: weird bit. Stuff. I really would love somebody to just tell me some quirky things about it. Cause I, I, I just love quirky facts about any sport. So.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll you, you start I'll writing
1: you. those quirky facts; it'll be brilliant. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll give you one right now. You know the Parramatta eels. Yes. Okay. So the name Parramatta is <laughs> Aboriginal, right? And Aboriginal. it means and it means something like where the eels lie. So their their name is really directly related to where the place is, because they've got a river in Parramatta that flows into Sydney Harbour. And right. so it's, it's like, not just a picked out of thin air. It's like, Paramount Eels, it's, it's a really cool name, actually.
1: Yeah, I, I did, I, I did wonder, like, why would you pick eels as a logo? No yeah. offense to, to the creature. Yeah. It's not really one that I, I, you know, usually when you look at, you know, some cool sports teams and their logos, you know, if you look at like North American sports, mm. um, you think, oh, you know, all these, you know, very cool logos and stuff you know like the panthers it's a very cool animal i'm thinking why would you pick eels it's like you know it's just a really weird thing but now i know why there's actually a reason for it it's um it's a historical like a name thing it's it was just one thing so i've learned something today yeah thank you and you you know
0: what (laughs) you know what panthers are called panthers don't you no okay so they there is the legend of like in the blue mountains in the hawkesbury area which is kind of the panther's territory Penrith panther's territory that people yeah. keep seeing sightings of a panther like creature right and that what they think happened was or what the the rumor is is that during world war 2 um american troops that were based in Australia they had their mascots and they had a panther as a mascot and at the end of world war 2 they've got to go home they just let them go into the bush and so people kept on thinking that they've seen a panther in the blue mountains and the hawkesbury area and all that and so that's where the Pan- Penrith Panthers got their name from
1: that is so cool
0: it is, hey.
1: is i I think I picked a great team. <laughs> <I did. laughs> you know that is such a cool story. Yeah. Oh, you'll have to tell me again because being dyslexic, I forget very quickly. So you'll have to tell me that next time. But I really like that story. That is a really quirky story.
0: I will. Yeah. What? What we'll do? Right. We'll get you on maybe next week if you if you're free. Right. Yeah. I'm and
1: self-employed. Mean, I'm always free. <laughs> oh,
0: that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is we'll get you on a couple of hours later so that Andrew can come on as well. And me and Andrew are just going to unload all of the, the weird stories oh and the facts. Oh,
1: my God. Of- that is so cool. And okay. then maybe we can talk about how we're going to beat our next team this weekend as well. Hopefully it'll be a good game. <laughs>
0: yeah, who are we playing this weekend? I keep on forgetting. Uh, let me look it up. Uh, we are playing. Hang on. Because you're
1: playing at home. We're playing at home. Is it Cowboys.
0: Not cowboy, um. Where are we playing? Hang on, I'm, I'm on the NRL website. I've pressed back 15 times. Because
1: we're, we're playing at home, aren't we? So yes. Home
0: you're right, we're playing the Cowboys at 4 yeah. o'clock on you Sunday see?
1: Afternoon. i I actually knew something you did, and wow, I'm impressed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that makes you an expert. You've got to put that in your Twitter handle now.
1: Because what I do is before each game of all the teams, um, yeah. I watch the last game we ever played with that particular team. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to see if there's like a, a like a history be, be, before. Like, mm-hmm. did we beat them really hard? You know, how, just because sometimes there's there's games there where there was so much tension, and I always wonder will that tension continue or not, and and so on. So it's been it's learning as well. I'm trying to learn again, but I always pick. A team to cheer for for every game, um, just because it makes it a little bit more fun. So yeah. some, sometimes, like last week, we played against Cronulla Sharks. So I said to Rick Lutelli "Sorry, but I'm not going to support the Sharks this week because we're going to beat you." And it's, it's just a bit of banter and fun, and I like that, you know. So obviously, Panthers will will be my team. But just, you know, when you when you live in England and you're away from the NRL environment, where you guys obviously have got it all the time, it's always nice to kind of have a, you know, a, get a team per game, just to kind of make it interesting, especially when you're watching um, and you're bantering with other people on social media. So it's just kind of a bit more fun to put kind of someone to cheer for. But yeah. Eels, I'll never cheer for them, ever, ever.
0: Oh, <laughs> so, what's that? Uh, Why?
1: Well, I... Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's something I don't like about the team <laughs> that sounds awful, but I don't know. And it's not because they beat us, but there's something I don't, whether it's the logo that just puts me off
0: yeah,
1: or something, I don't know. There's. It's just never been a team that whenever, I've always gone for the team that play against them for some reason. Like I said, maybe it's the logo that just puts me off liking the team. Um. Yes, it's superficial. I don't care what anybody says, but. Yeah, it's just
0: – what about you? Do you ever support them, ever? Like, do you cheer um, them on? <laughs> I, I don't cheer them on. I, like, my when I was in high school, my friends all liked the Eels, but the Eels were absolutely terrible. And so I used to, I used to think it was very funny when they'd lose games. I don't hate the Eels. Um, I, there's other teams I don't like more, but I don't know. I'm neither here nor there on the Eels. The Eels have a very nice stadium, real nice stadium
1: do they? Yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's just one of those things that, like I said, I don't hate a team, you know, but some teams you just don't warm up to at all, yeah. and it's not to do with the fans, it's just something. Um, You know, like the Roosters, I'm not keen on their logo either, so yeah. it kind of puts me off. I know it sounds very superficial, and I'm really sorry for any genuine rugby league fans out there that are listening, but sometimes you have a feeling and you just go with it, and there's something about Eels and Roosters that no, it just doesn't click with me. You know, so um but yeah, roosters, I really try to have yeah.
0: The Roosters stole their logo from the French rugby league team.
1: Ah. Mm. Yeah. It's a really called, strange logo to have anyway, but
0: Yeah. Fucking roosters. Bunch of cocks. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> Well thank you. Thank you so you know what? I had so much fine i hope hopefully i wasn't too hyper because i didn't tend to get and this is with only one cup of coffee as well so god forbid if i had two
0: that's so. great it's great well as i said we'll get you on next week you can have two coffees and we we'll, me and Andrew will just oh, hit brilliant. you with a bunch of facts it'll be great
1: <laughs> oh thank you so much and i can't wait to meet um you know learn more about stuff and i'll have my questions as well
0: yeah it'll be great so uh, by the way where can people follow you on twitter
1: So my is it what do you call my name or what the handle? My handle is Sandy D Shipley O one. So you'll see me. I have a mug that says the A team. So you'll 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 (laughs) know you want to (laughs) me.
0: And you're on if you're on TikTok. I've I haven't got TikTok, but obviously you've got TikTok. Can people follow me on TikTok? I don't know.
1: Yeah. So the TikTok is um, it's a really strange. It's called Crazy Canuck Mom. That's my. (laughs) Yes, because I'm the so Canuck. For those who don't know, is a nickname for Canadians. Yeah. And people here in England call me the Cana the crazy Canadian because yeah. I'm very hyper at the games, at the rugby league games. So um that's and I'm a mom, so it's crazy Canuck mom. So you'll see, you'll know who I am because I'm I only dance with rugby league players on TikTok. So. <laughs> Yeah, there there aren't that many of me either, so... But no, like I said, if anyone does go on TikTok, I will follow you back and maybe have a duet with you as well. Oh, you never know. Awesome. <laughs> I might do one with Nate when he's back on TikTok with my jersey on once I get it tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I reckon you should. You never know. <laughs> you You've got to post that on said, uh, if, on Twitter as well.
1: Yes, that'd be great, yeah. So, I, I, like I said, I did try to post... Post it on Twitter because it's a bit of fun. I know it puts some people off because they don't like it, but do you know what? Life's too short. We've just been going through, and we still are going through a pandemic. And sometimes taking things too seriously is is a way it's not great. So yes, it's embarrassing for my kids, but mm-hmm. life's short. A little bit of fun.
0: It's all awesome. That's
1: the closest I'll get to rugby league is dancing with rugby league players. You know, <laughs> it's a desperate call. It's a desperate thing. So,
0: but I no, it's a bit of it...
1: fun. Hey ho
0: exactly all right well look thank you for being on we'll put this episode up straight away i'll tag you into it on twitter and stuff so people Brilliant. can see uh where to follow you and uh yeah oh, thanks for everyone for listening thanks for coming on sandy yeah i'll see you next week
1: thank you see you next week see you later Bye.
0: bye